Hope, a program to bring you hope and inspire you to build good habits. On the show today, we're going to talk about faith, hope, and music. And I have invited three outstanding musicians to come on the show to share with you their testimonies. They are Mike Dooley, Rachel, and Ken Magnoli. Mike Dooley won the 2019 Screen Music Award for the Pilgrim's Progress movie, and Rachel Magnoli was also involved with the movie. Welcome to Living Hope. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. I'm so excited today. Let's interview Mike and Rachel first, and then later on we will ask Ken some questions too. So, Mike, we know that you are extremely gifted in music, and you are giving your gift to God and helping people all around the world. You have been a missionary, and you have performed in so many different wonderful places with different musicians and singers, and and so on. Can you share with us your faith journey? How did you become a Christian? Was there a very special moment that you turned to Jesus? Well, that's really interesting. I was an atheist when I was a young man. When I was at、uh, in my teens, I was very much an atheist. I had、uh, listened to a lot of scientists telling me that、uh, you know we all evolved from nothing and the, the world came from the Big Bang, and you know there was no real reason to believe in a god at that time. And I I'd subscribed to that. I thought that was that was a good logical explanation for not needing God. And、um, my parents were Christians, but.、Uh, I would sort of mock the Christian faith at that time, but when I went to Sydney, I went to study composition in in the Sydney Conservatorium of Music. I used to love the music of J. S. Bach,、uh, beautiful, very deep and moving music, and I always knew there was something beautiful about that music, and I didn't really understand what it was. So one day I asked my composition teacher. He was a very famous composer. In fact, now he's one of the most famous composers in Australian music, classical music. And I said to him, "Why did Bach write such beautiful music? But when we write modern classical music, often it's very ugly sounding, or it's it doesn't sound very attractive." He said, "Well, they had God in those days, but we don't have God anymore." And that really made me think. That's really interesting. Why don't we have God anymore? Is that do we really not have God, or do we just think we don't have God? Is it possible that we could have God in this day and age, in this modern? World of technology and science, and you know, naturalism,、um, materialism. So I、uh, started me really thinking about that, and、um, I went to a concert by、uh, with some music by J. S. Bach, which was called the Saint John Passion, which was the story of Jesus, the story of Jesus set to class beautiful classical music,、um, some of the greatest music ever written. Many many scholars would even agree with that. That concert really moved me, and I walked out of the concert hall saying under my breath, "I believe." And it wasn't just the music; it was also the text, what was written in the music, the text about Jesus suffering and paying for our sins. And <laughs> something in that really got to my heart. But I hadn't become a Christian yet. That was part of my journey was that experience. And then after that, I, a very good friend of mine who was an artist, so he he was a sculptor and artist, and he became a Christian. And I was really shocked at the time because I thought, "Oh no, I've lost my friend, my my brilliant friend. He's gone to this, you know, intellectually inferior faith." So I、uh, went to see him. I went to visit him, and I could see that he was actually had found real peace and real joy in his heart. And he led me to pray and receive Jesus as my savior. And after I received Jesus, I started believing. It was at that time. It was there's a scripture in the Bible that says, "Except you be converted and become as a little child." 
you cannot enter, in, enter into the kingdom of heaven. And I'd been very intellectual, very analytical about everything. But I, I sort of took that step of faith to become a little child and will accept, yes, there is God and Jesus does love me. But the interesting thing is after that, everything made sense. Not only the peace and joy, but also intellectually things started to make sense. The world started to make sense. Uh, even science started to make sense. Uh, since I became a Christian, I've been very interested in studying science and archaeology and history and all the way those things relate to the Bible and the, the Bible's history. And I've found that they really support the Bible. There's nothing in science or history or archaeology or those doctrines or those disciplines that are contradictory to the Bible. When I was composing before, I always felt like I was reflecting all the sadness in the world back out through my music. In other words, I was looking at the world and it was a mess and it was sad and there wasn't really any answer and that's what my music was like. When I came to faith in Jesus, it was a transformation. I suddenly felt that my music was not a reflection of the world, but it was an answer for the world. In other words, there was something that I had that I could give to people, you know, and something uplifting, hopefully inspirational, something that would not just reflect the evil, but give an answer to the, the sadness and the, the death and the sorrow that I saw all around me. And I've always hoped and prayed that my music can be something that does give hope to people or, or lifts their spirits or brings them towards God, brings them towards faith or belief. Wow. Incredible testimony. And God has used you mightily in many different areas, especially in getting involved with the Pilgrim's Progress movie last year and hit the screen all over the world. And it was such a popular movie among families and children, and many children loved it. And some people even felt the Lord speaking to them to get closer to Jesus. And you won the best screen award for this movie. Such an honor. We're so proud of you. All thanks to God. <laughs> All thanks to God, for sure. How about you, Rachel? Can you share with us your journey? I will still say I'm fairly new as a born-again Christian. I was baptised last year in June in the river in Yass. Yeah, which was a really exciting experience. And I was blessed because I, uh, my husband actually baptised me. And, um, <laughs> and Michael was there to witness so it was absolutely beautiful. But reflecting back over the years as a little girl, I, I think Jesus was always there. We were sent to Sunday school next door at the neighbours and I just remember that being a really nice environment. We didn't really go to church after that. And when I joined the army in 97, I started visiting Jesus on Sundays to get away from army training. And um, so he became my, my crutch. Um, but I never really read the Bible. I just sort of used that time to sort of have some space away from being yelled at. <laughs> Don't do more push-ups, you know. And I guess you could also say that I didn't really spend much time going to church after that time. But after I'd had my third child, Phoebe, I started going to church um, because I was a single mother. And uh, we started going on the Sundays and I found a nice little support over in uh, Holt at mm -hmm. St James Church. They're quite nice there. All churches are nice, but that one was really welcoming. And I still didn't read the Bible. I just sat there and listened and joined in the songs. It was nice to be part of a, a friendly community. It was so accepting of everybody. I was in a band not long after called The Smooth Ops and Ken was in that band. It still is. And um, a couple of years after that, I decided that 
wasn't quite my thing and I'd met Michael and um, I said to Michael, you know, why don't we start a group? And he said, well, I've, I've always had this idea of starting a duo called In Too Deep. And that's how we sort of became affiliated and um, hanging out and getting to know each other a bit more. And, and I knew he was kind of a spiritual fellow, <laughs> um, but I, I didn't really know how, how much or how, how tuned in he was. And um, so I started my own spiritual journey by going to um, a holistic healer who practices sacred geometry and a few other things. And I wasn't, or crystals, <laughs> using crystals to heal people. I'm sure in hindsight that was one way of seeking, seeking something more. And Michael started giving me some original music of his to work with. And I think that started opening my heart a little bit more, just so slowly, slowly, it just started all creeping in and, we started making my album and using a lot of Michael's material, which is really in tune with the gospel and his feelings for Christ and God in general. And it didn't really hit me until I was performing one song on a stage. I didn't realise then either, but my whole body just lit on fire. It felt like I'd just turned into a phoenix shooting through the sky. <laughs> and that song's called Upward Spiral. And I knew something had happened and he, he was really cool about it. He didn't tell me the whole time. <laughs> but, um, and then um, a little bit further down the track, I asked Ken out and um, that was a really good move because I was still in the thick of this who am I sort of try and help myself with this sacred geometry. And we really clashed one day in, in the car because I, I, I was explaining how, how you use sacred geometry to unwind your mud. And Ken was basically saying, you're just going to stay in your mud. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> um, but why do you need to there when you could just go to God? And I just felt like I'd been punched in the face. <laughs> so I, I, um, I can be a bit of a diva. Um, and um, <laughs> I think I sulked in the car for the rest of the day on the way home from where we were going. But um, it took me a little while. I started then watching these programs by Joyce Meyer and... I love Joyce Mayer. <laughs> she started really making sense and I started reading the Bible. We then bought this one, which is a brilliant study Bible for women. And and then towards Christmas that year, I, I, I said to God, well, if you want me to sing for you, because looking back through my life, all the biggest moments I've done for singing have been singing a hymn or a, some kind of um, Christmas carol that's really quite tuned into Jesus. And a week later, Michael rings me up and says, how would you like to sing on this um, film I'm doing? And I said, I'd love to. So that's where Be Thou My Vision came along with Be Pilgrim's Progress. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. If you look back through the material I've recorded for Michael over the years, you'll see, all of it's on YouTube, by the way, um, all of it is really tapped into Jesus. There was this song we recorded that ended up on the credits of a film and it's called Edge of Time. And all the time I thought it was this beautiful love song about someone wishing they could be with somebody or they died or something. And, and the way we, we actually did a film clip for it and it was kind of ghostly in that sense, wasn't it? But that was the concept of the producer. And now on reflection, it's actually Jesus calling out to us saying, I am here on the edge of time. I want to hang out with you. And I'm so glad that he does <laughs> because I can't go a date without him now. Can I add a little backstory? Sure, sure. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. just the fun. This is just a little backstory. Um, my wife and I, we, we prayed for Rachel 
a lot over that time. And uh, I know there were times I really, really wanted to share the gospel with her really fully, but just didn't flow. There was this, it was almost like God had his time for Rachel. And I did say things along the way. And, and um, I think it's really good to remember to pray for people. Because Chelsea and I spent a lot of time praying for Rach. She didn't know that. <laughs> but we were praying for the Lord to really show himself to her. And, and I think that's an important thing. If, you, if you've got friends or family in your life that you're really concerned about, that you'd like them to, to know Jesus. Because, I mean, knowing Jesus is just such a wonderful thing. And we all want to share it. I mean, I think that's our motive. I mean, my motive is never to kind of impose my worldview on somebody. But, you know, when you know Jesus... And you have that daily comfort and that peace that, and that hope. You know that, that heaven is coming. You know that even though the world gets really bad, we know, we know that the ending's really good. And it gives you that wonderful hope. So you just want to share that with people, you know. And you see, see some of your friends or relatives who are, who are without that hope. And you feel, I really want to tell them. I really want to share it. But often people don't understand that that's what it's about. They think you're trying to drag them into some kind of, you know, limiting headspace that, you know, where they won't be joyful anymore and they won't have, won't be free anymore. But it's exactly the opposite. But I think praying for people is a really important thing. What wonderful testimonies from both of you. Mike and Rachel, could you share with us your songs? And that song's called Upward Spiral. I think we'll play that one. Been on an upward spiral ever since I learned your name. When the struggle for survival was a losing game, like a vision of perfection to my fallen world, and an unforeseen dimension suddenly unfurled. And now my soul is singing for the beauty of each day, like a crystal morning bringing winds of hope. Survival was a losing game 
Rachel, in such a wonderful way, through you and through many people in her life, could you share with us how did you get involved with the Pilgrim's Progress movie? Yeah, I've actually worked with the director of the Pilgrim's Progress,、uh, Rob Fernandez, for about ten years. He has a company called Herald Entertainment. They're a really good company. They do very biblical fluffing from outside of the Bible. They're really sticking to the Scripture and, and trying to bring out the message of it, and、uh, doing all animations. But the Pilgrim's Progress, they took their animation up another level. They went really went up to really nice 3D animation, and、um, I've been communicating with them. Over the years, so this was sort of the biggest project they'd done. It was released in, I think, 850 theaters in the states. So quite a big, had quite a big impact, and、uh, released in Australia. Originally, it was going to be released on just a couple of weekends, I think, or a couple of days. But so many people went to see it that they extended the season for for a week and a bit. So it was pretty exciting. Screened in many many, many, many countries, many, many countries、yes. and also translated into many languages. 80, I, I, I don't know how many it is now. Eighty? Do you say? 80, I mean, really, they've really wanted to get it out worldwide. And I think one of the one of their、uh, philosophies with this movie was that they never actually mention Jesus in the movie. Although the,、um, they at the end there's a song, "Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine," so it's obviously about Jesus. But there was a philosophy behind that because they wanted it to be able to be shown in closed countries. Like, I believe that、um, it was shown in Iran on the same at the same time it was premiering premiering in the states and and dubbed into Farsi. So they wanted it to be able to be shown in closed countries.、Um, Where people, where you know, the the authorities would just see it as a, an animated film, but the believers would know exactly what it was about to strengthen them through their trials of faith and、uh, and give them hope of of heaven. So that was one of the philosophies behind them making the film the way they did. And of course, the story of the original 
book by John Bunyan is just a fantastic allegory of um, the Christian life, and it's very relevant to today, actually, with you know all, all that's going on in the world, of the discouragement and the the deceptions that are everywhere. You know that things that can you know pull you aside from your your faith. Uh, so it's it's a really a, a, a film about the faith walk. So if you're a Christian and you, you watch it, you can sort of see all the analogies, all the allegories happening, and, oh, yeah, this is just like what happened to me. So it was really, really fulfilling to work on the music for it because it's a very deep, it's got a lot of layers to it. So the music was able, working on the music was able to try to bring out some of those feelings and emotions and, and battles that, that, that we have. Writing music for something like that is definitely a, a work of of prayer and and really asking God to to lead and asking the Holy Spirit to to sort of give the ideas that will match every scene, and but also with that um, there there is a considerable amount of input back from the producers and that's where you know humility comes in too because you you don't always nail it first time you know and and that's good it's always good for our humility to realize that we are not sufficient in ourselves and we can do something that we think is great but the producers listen to it or see in a different way and say well nah that scene doesn't really work Mike you know or maybe I'm bringing out something in the scene that wasn't really intended maybe I'm making it a bit too light-hearted or humorous where it needs to be a bit more serious or, or vice versa so it's always good to have that input back. But the main, uh, just the main, main thing that was a big change was uh, there's a beautiful scene. It's probably the, the most, one of the most beautiful scenes in the film where he runs up the hill. It's called the Hill of Salvation. And he runs up the hill towards this, um, where his burden gets released. His pilgrim's been carrying this burden through the whole movie and it's been growing heavier and more difficult. And he comes up and the way they portray it is gorgeous because they have this cross that appears as, as light shining down so he runs up to the cross and his burden comes off and rolls down into this empty tomb and the tomb shuts so basically his his burdens have been taken to the cross and he's saved and he shouts out i'm free and it's just it's this beautiful feeling it's like this when you come to jesus and you've experienced that salvation it's like that's the way it is so I'd written a, a score for this part, you know, an orchestral score. I'd recorded the violins and everything. And all of a sudden, sort of about a week before the deadline, the um, the producer, not the director, the, not the director I work with, but the producer who's over him suddenly said, oh, we need a song here. <laughs> Let's get a song. And so I got this phone call from, from the studio and they says, Mike, we need to talk. You know? um, well, it wasn't like that, but uh, <laughs> we, we need to change that scene, you know, um, we're going to take that music out and we're going to put a song in and we've got one week to do it and make it work. They had another song which just stylistically wasn't working. It was sort of techno. Um, it, it didn't work with the score. The score is very um, Celtic-flavoured and very uh, orchestral. And, and this that somebody had done a, a, you know, a fair enough production of a song, but it was sort of techno contemporary electronica type of score and it's just it's not fitting you know and the producers this isn't fitting it's not working and I said I said and they said do you know any singers and I said well actually <laughs> I do know a very good singer and um so I called Rach up and said Rach what are you doing next Thursday night <laughs> thing um and uh and it was, and I think the timing of that was really God's affirmation for Rachel because she'd just been sort of saying to God, "I want to sing for you, Lord. I want to, I want to use my talent, and my gift for you." And all of a sudden, this thing opens up where she gets to sing a song, 
with uh, it's out in 100, 850 theaters in the states and going worldwide and and um, being played more than a thousand been, times been, a week. Yeah, wow. it's been you know getting all these streams. So, and also the other thing that's interesting is it's right after a scene where uh, I don't know if you know Kristen Getty, beautiful yes. Irish uh, yes. Yes. Christian singer. Kristen and Keith Getty is just amazing, yes. just real really good solid christian songwriter and hymn writers and just some people i really admire and Kristen actually did the voice in the movie of the irish uh, of the 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 interpreter and so rach comes on right after Kristen stops talking so that's kind of like wow (laughs) you know it's, it's just amazing to see that god working and when somebody gives their life to the lord and says i want to sing for you and then the lord opens that up so quickly so that was I was I was overjoyed in, and I think it worked really beautifully in the in the movie as a, that song "Be Thou My Vision." It's, it's actually one of my very favourite hymns. I think it's twelve hundred years old. Imagine that written in the eight hundred A.D. Very old and very beautiful song, gorgeous melody. So I just arranged it. Rachel sounded absolutely heavenly. Yes, yeah, so that was a really exciting event to happen. Wow, Rachel, what was the experience like getting involved with the Pilgrim's Progress movie? It was like a door opening for me, like God heard my prayer. And it was just incredible learning about Kristen and Keith Getty. I was absolutely honoured and I couldn't believe that Michael actually asked me to do it. There are a lot of other good singers he knows as well, so I was really blessed. It was meant to happen, I think. I can see how how when I asked God to do this (laughs) a week before he's ready to send it all in, the producer of all people talks to Michael and says, oh, no, we're going to put a song here instead. We actually recorded it in Pierce. Oh, okay. In Michael's really? beautiful little studio, oh, yeah. Fantastic. yeah. We did about three verses or something just in case because we thought they would only like one or two of them and, mm-hmm. and they wanted all three. All three. Oh, okay. So that was just incredible. Yeah, they, they liked it straight away. And it fit the... F- part of the film perfectly timing wise and I have to squeeze a bit but oh, a bit. <laughs> yeah you might have added a nice little bit of orchestral stuff in the middle of the verses yeah they actually edited the film a bit to to make it fit with the verses oh, yeah they wow. they put that beautiful it was really a, a beautiful a beautiful scene where he walks up the hill and the sun's coming behind and that that wasn't in the original movie but it's on the cover i think or somewhere mm. and so that i was really glad that bit got in because i like that bit oh, but I also want to say that if anyone hasn't seen the Pilgrims movie, they've put it out as available to watch online for free. Go to watchpilgrims.com, I think it is, and you can just register and watch the whole movie for free. Watchpilgrims.com. Yeah. So if you haven't been able to, to see it, it's really worth seeing. It's a, oh. it's a fantastic... And try and get some good speakers <laughs> to hear the music. Wow. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, definitely. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then you can follow them on Facebook and see what they're doing because they are doing lots of languages and it's really exciting. How do our listeners find you? You can contact me via Facebook. I, I think that's the best way at this point. Um, my page is called Rachel Thorne, um, and it, it mentions that I'm a singing teacher, composer. MikeDooleyMusic at gmail.com if you want to get in touch directly, or you can just go on my Facebook page, Mike Dooley Music. You'll find me there. Message me there, and um, I'd love to chat. If anyone's got questions about anything we talked about and wants to explore more, please write and Part two of this interview will be played in two weeks' time. We will be talking about science and faith. So make sure you tune in to listen to this fantastic interview with Ken, Mike, and Rachel. Remember, Jesus is our living hope. His spirit is here. 
And whenever we can, we want to share this living hope with others. So share your gifts with others. Love them to Jesus. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Lord, be all else to me, save that thou art. Thou my best, Lord, by day or by night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence, my love.